You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is August 28th, 2017. My name is Phil Prosmerich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Just a quick show for you today. We're going to have a big episode for you tomorrow. We're going to have a guest on the show tomorrow to talk a little bit more about the Magic Summer and where they go from here. And then also, be sure to be on the lookout later this week for the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast, previewing the Orlando Magic. I'll be on with Josh Lloyd to talk about the Orlando Magic from a fantasy basketball perspective. That'll come later on in the week. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe not only to the Locked On Magic podcast, but also to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast. It is getting close to time to get ready for your fantasy basketball drafts. We are T-minus... What is it now? One month? Two months? Uh, three weeks away? We're getting much closer to the beginning of the NBA season than, than you probably would like to admit. Uh, so this is definitely uh, an exciting time. We're almost there, folks. Uh, the podcast so hopefully will keep coming, but uh, in case they don't, uh, um, you know, we'll, we'll be back in full force once the regular season begins. Hopefully get a few more guests on to preview the season coming up before training camp really kicks into high gear. And of course, Eurobasket also starts on Thursday. We'll have a preview of that. I believe I'm, I've got that set for Wednesday's show of Locked on Magic. But today, you know, I wanted to talk very briefly about some kind of big picture things. We've been talking a lot. Uh, we've been doing a Magic History kick, which which is what we tend to do this time of year. Talk a little bit about Magic History now, speaking about where the current team fits into the whole mold and and talk just generally about the team's history, and NBA 2K gave a great uh, outlet for that in talking about uh, the all-time teams. But today, we're not going to talk about the all-time team. Today, I want to talk about something, a thought that I've had, I've shared it with a few people, and it does seem to carry some weight, and I think it's an important lesson that the Magic, and a lot of people within the Magic organization, are still learning as they begin their 29th season as a franchise, or at least the franchise begins its 29th season. For you know the DeVos family, it's been 27 years. For you know a couple other people, it's been longer or uh, shorter, but long time, long, long time. And that is this notion of patience. It's a notion that I've had to deal with with a lot of Magic fans, and it's it's a notion that has a lot of dimensions to it, and it's one that I think deserves some discussion or, or at least a deeper discussion within within the at least the, the confines of, of magic history. We all know at this point the statistics about this team. The Magic are currently in the worst five-year stretch in franchise history. They currently have gone the longest without an NBA All-Star in the franchise's history. And they've missed the playoffs for the last five years, also the franchise long stretch. To a lot of fan bases, that's not a crazy thing. That's not ridiculous. I mean, the Minnesota Timberwolves, yeah, they got a really exciting season coming up for them, but they haven't made the playoffs in a decade. Sacramento Kings, just as long. I remember I was I was talking to some of the traveling media that traveled with Orlando, and, and, and during the Magic's 25th anniversary season, they asked their Minnesota counterparts, what are you doing to commemorate your 25th anniversary? And the response that seemed to come from them was, we don't have much history to celebrate. So, you scale that camera back, 
And the Magic do have a history to celebrate. We all got really excited about the all-time Magic team. And even though the whole the team as a whole may not be the strongest of the group, that starting lineup is fun and people will want to play as it. Play it as it. The 1995 Magic got a documentary. They've been in 2K for several years. That team, that team is an all-time great team, or at least an all-time fun team. And so, the Magic do have a history to celebrate. But I think that's both their gift and their curse. And I think we've seen that play out with how the team has conducted itself the last five years. It is my theory and my belief, and this is to someone that's watched this team for a very, very long time, it's my theory and my belief that the Magic got so good so quickly that for fans, the expectation to be good at all times was raised. That, not just with fans, but also with management. There became this intrinsic belief that this is easy. Building a team is easy. You get a star, it's almost gifted to you, they, they fall off the trees, and you build from there. And when you look at Magic history, you see a team that's never had to rebuild the way the Magic tried to rebuild the last five years. If I, you know, I give Rob Hennigan credit for the idea of the plan that he had, the execution was abysmal, and, and the Magic had to learn that lesson. And I'll talk about that in a moment, but you look at Magic history, and every moment they've been low, they've bounced back so quickly. In 1992, the Magic followed a 30-win season by dropping down to 21, 21 wins. In my opinion, the 1991-92 Magic are the worst team in Magic history. Either them or the 2004 Magic. But... Out of that expansion rubble, what comes to them? They get the number one pick in Shaquille O'Neal. What happens the following year? They get the number one pick and trade for Anthony Hardaway. And the rest, as they say, is history. And it happened that quickly. When Shaq left in 1996, the Magic still had Penny. And they were still a relevant team. But when the team traded away Anthony Hardaway and, and, and became the heart and hustle team, their plan was to get a lottery pick. But they also knew they had the cap room and the location, maybe, to attract Grant Hill, Tracy McGrady, and and possibly Tim Duncan. The fact of the matter is, whether or not that team made the playoffs, that team was breaking up. The Hart and Hustle team was meant to be a one-year deal. And so, the Magic didn't have to rebuild again. They got their guys in free agency. And Grand Hill didn't work out, but Tracy McGrady still delivered three playoff appearances in four years. And when it was time to trade Tracy McGrady, what happened for the Magic? Well, A, they traded for a former All-Star in Steve Francis. Well, he was not an All-Star in Orlando. He was still a very good player. Again, he's on the all-time Magic team with 2K, and I don't think it's crazy to put him on there. But they get the number one pick in Dwight Howard. And they make it to the, they make it to the playoffs... Three years later, and to the finals, what, five, five, six years after that? Five years, five years after he was drafted? Six years after he was drafted? 
things happen very, very quickly. And maybe that's how things work in the NBA. And we don't realize it because it's happened so fast and the Magic have never had to suffer like they're suffering right now. That when you get that star and things click and they really click, things improve dramatically fast. I mean, you look at a team, maybe like the Charlotte Hornets. They've got an all-star in Kemba Walker. but They've kind of been middling along at the, at the fringes of the playoffs. So, you know, it doesn't happen that quickly sometimes. But for the Magic, it's always happened quickly. And so it seemed like when the Magic entered this rebuild, there was this expectation that, of course, we know we'll have to go through a few years of pain to get the draft picks that we want. But they'll come, they'll be our next stars, and then we will win games. And it will be that easy. After three years of the rebuild, it proved it wasn't that easy. Yet, it certainly felt like Rob Hennigan still stuck to his plan and didn't adjust. And if you believe the rumors and believe the stories that people tell, ownership wasn't willing to wait around much longer or wait out their young guys. And regardless of where it came from, the Magic demanded immediate results. And now, and we know what happened after that, a 29-win season in 2017 and the team being stuck in, in I don't want to call it salary cap hell, but being stuck in a very bad situation financially where it's going to be very tough to get good again without a little bit of luck. Luck that the Magic haven't had for the last five years. Luck that you cannot rely on for the rebuild. And maybe that's a lesson the team had to learn. But despite all this, despite all these narratives, and despite all these lessons the team has to learn, I will admit that I have gotten plenty of messages from people asking, especially earlier in the year, especially earlier in the summer, even though I had said the Magic do not have a lot of cap room, they're not going to be able to do a lot, don't expect a lot of change, even after last year's disaster. People ask, why is it taking so long? What are the Magic doing to get better today? And of course, that is a difficult balance for every rebuilding GM. How do I make my team better today while setting them up for the future as well? And that's a tricky balance that I think Jeff Wellman has has tried to navigate a little bit this year. He is very much evaluating what he has on his roster. He got a good draft pick in Jonathan Isaac. He's got Aaron Gordon and Alfred Payton and and Evan Fournier and Nikola Vucic, guys who are still very young. That haven't gelled together as a team. And... Maybe it's unfair to, to believe that this team is going to be that much better than they were last year. But you add the right veterans, you make a halfway decent bench, maybe that's enough. Maybe that does get you something somewhere. Or maybe it doesn't. To be sure, Jeff Weltman has come into Orlando this year with some time. I've described the upcoming season as a no-lose situation for the Magic. They either win, make the playoffs, and there's suddenly a belief that they have something to build around. And they can figure out ways to improve the team 
with a solid core in place or something that they believe and know works and something that everyone else around the league knows that works. And potentially, if it's one of the young guys, can get better. If they lose, if they struggle this year, of course, that means they get another high lottery pick and the rebuild can begin again. Management knows a little bit more about who they have, what works, what doesn't work, what they want to keep, and what they want to discard. It's a no-lose situation for the Magic. And in the first year of a rebuild, of course, the general manager has, or the first year as the general manager, the general manager has the time to make these decisions. He has a little bit of leeway to take over and shift from the old regime to the new regime. And that's certainly what's going to happen here in Orlando. The question that everyone has is how long will that last? How long will patience win out? What were the directives coming from ownership to a general manager? Because if I were interviewing for general manager or president of basketball operations, I would be very real with, with my bosses, with, my, with the owners, and say, this is the situation I believe you're in. And this is how I would handle it. And we can go a number of different routes. And I'm okay with any of them. If you want to win championships, this is the route we need to go. Or the route I believe we need to go. And of course, we'll be opportunistic and all that jazz. But And, and honestly, I think that the route the Magic need to go is the route that they're going right now. Hunker down and 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 hold and hold things steady for now. There was something maybe that you can build around, but the most important thing is not to tie up any more money long term. And I think Jeff Weltman did a very good job of that. But ultimately, this is a win or loss business. This is a results driven business. After every game, there is a winner and a loser, and those results matter. And perhaps the long-time tanking teams have forgotten that or have struggled to, to, to reconcile that with long-term rebuilding plans. I, I always felt the Magic were different from some of the other teams that have been rebuilding forever because it, it always felt like they at least believed they were doing something. It wasn't a hapless plan. It was just a poorly executed one. Maybe I'm being naive there. But at a certain point, results are expected. And the Magic now, having gone through five years of a rebuild, five years of one season with 30-plus wins, there are fans that are restless. There are casual fans that buy single-game tickets that say, I want to go to the game today. Should I spend my money on this team? Those are the fans you lose when you go through long rebuilds. I'll be here. I'm a you know, I'm I'm a magic follower. I've followed the magic through not through worse stretches, but through worse seasons. I'm not the target audience. They got me. They got people like me. They got people probably like you that are listening to this. But at a certain point you do have to maybe give up on the championship dreams or Look at the lose sight of the, the forest for the trees or, or whatever analogy you want to want to use. There comes a certain point where you just need to make the playoffs 
or provide a winning product or provide some hope for the future. Just to give the fans a reason to show up and be invested with the team. And that's the predicament the Magic find themselves in. It's, it's a question, it's, it's a, such a difficult question to answer. Because it, it, it goes to this very central question of fandom. And this, this, this question is, and I've, I've, I, I posed this question when the Magic were good in 2009, 2010, that, that era, 2011 even, when, when it was clear that the, the Magic were beginning to fall off. The question I the question I always like to ask fans, and maybe you can answer that you can you can ponder this and, and give me an answer. Would you rather have your team win one championship and never make the playoffs again, or never make the playoffs for four or five years, or would you rather your team make the conference finals for five years straight and never win a championship? That's a really hard. I, I think that that is a really hard philosophical question for fans to a- answer. And right now, obviously, the Magic are going to be at that level. But right now, the Magic want to do what the Hawks did the last decade. Atlanta Hawks made the playoffs for ten straight years and got out of the first round. I think what three, four times. Went to the conference finals once. Never were really title contenders except for that one year. And Atlanta's a weird market. They didn't show up for those teams, even though they were all very, very good. And so, the old saying goes among NBA fans, is the worst place to be is the middle. You don't want to be stuck in mediocrity. Because it's hard to move up, and moving down gets painful. Because you could get stuck there, too. And a lot of people have asked, have said that, why would the Magic go for the 8th seed? The worst place to be is the middle. And I, I, I agree. But you worry about that problem when you're in the middle. Not when you're at the bottom. When you're at the bottom, you got to get to the middle to get to the top. And if you get to the middle and find that you can't get any further, that's when you blow things up and, and start over. That's what happened in 2003, essentially, or 2004. And so this all goes back to that question of patience, of how long are fans willing to wait? How long is ownership willing to wait? And how much time does Jeff Weltman really have to turn this thing around? Those are the central questions facing the Magic right now. Weltman obviously has this year, and from there we can begin to assess and evaluate how the team moves forward. But... Are fans going to be, if the Magic don't win the lottery again, if the Magic aren't able to turn a corner or look very much the same and and aren't able to to kind of rid themselves or change things up again, are fans going to stay invested in this team? I think what Weltman did this summer was very smart. Going with a veteran bench, it was not something I expected. I, I expected to go the more traditional path, let's reset the rebuild, get young, try and find some diamonds in the rough. Weltman went a much steadier path. He went out and found a bargain in Jonathan Simmons, a guy that that everyone seems to really like for this team. He went out and got some veterans to fill out the bench and provide some stability. 
He set the magic up where if things work, they could work. They could really work. If everyone plays to their potential, the team could be an interest could be an interesting fun team to watch. And again, if they don't, it doesn't harm anybody. The young players that they're playing are the young player the young players that are playing are the young players they need to see and figure out. If it's just a matter of will will ownership be willing to stick it out if it doesn't work? If it doesn't work and you don't get the rewards of it not working, because that's essentially what's happened the last five years. The Magic have been bad, and they haven't gotten their just rewards for being bad. The impetus for being bad hasn't helped them. Because they don't want to go for some middling star. I mean, we all remember the Clippers apparently offering Eric Bledsoe for Aaron Aflalo. The Magic weren't doing that. Because they wanted to win championships. So does patience mean you settle for the middle? Does patience mean you keep waiting it out even if you're not making any progress? Or does patience mean you just wait and see a little while longer? Those are the big questions I think the Magic are going to ask. And those are the big questions fans have to ask themselves as they watch this team and prepare for this season. And of course, there really is nothing we can do but just wait and see and figure out exactly what this team is going to look like at the end. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Uh, Like I said, not a lot going on in the Magic world, but we'll keep coming at you with podcasts. We'll have a special guest on the podcast tomorrow, so be excited for that. Be on the lookout for that show. It should be a good one. I'm really looking forward to to, uh, to, to hosting it and, and getting it done and, and sharing it with you guys because I'm sure it's going to be great. Um, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. Be sure to follow me. Uh, be sure to actually subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Audio, and Stitcher. Tune in. Just search for Locked On Magic. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. That's philip, P-H-I-L-I-P-R-R underscore omd. As, and of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to like us on Facebook at Orlando Magic Daily and follow us at orlandomagicdaily.com as well as at omagicdaily on Twitter. Lots of good stuff coming for you this week on the site. We'll have Eurobasket preview, talk a little bit more about uh, some of the issues facing the team as training camp gets set, set to begin. We've got a post up on Nikola Vucevic that I'm sure I'll talk about later on this week on Locked on Magic. And um, a special project that I'm working on doesn't always doesn't have a lot to, does has a little bit to do with the Orlando Magic, but it's going to look at Orlando sports scene as a whole. Figured now's the time to get it out uh, and release it. So be on the lookout for that on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Philip Rossman Wright. I'll see you all again next time on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.